I've read 156 books about money so far and a lot of them say very similar things. So in this video, I'm gonna give you the five biggest lessons that I've learned from these books with number five being the most important. Number one, investing is magic. I'm not Jesus, you're not Jesus. We can't turn water to wine. But what you and I can do is turn this into this. Right now, investing has never seemed scarier with the market going kind of sideways, kind of down right now, but history has shown that downturns are the best time to invest. And yes, this is not financial advice, do your own research, blah, 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 but that is just what the data said. And to illustrate why investing and compound interest in particular is one of the most incredible and crazy and magical things in human existence, let's look at this example. So this is John and this is Alex. So when John turns 20, he starts investing $500 a month, every single month until he turns 30. And then when he turns 30, he just lets his money ride. He never invests another dollar after 30. Now, Alex starts investing when he turns 30. 30 and puts $500 a month, just like John did. And he invests from the age of 30 to the age of 65. Again, $500 a month for freaking 35 years, which is a quarter of a century longer than John did and invests over $150,000 more than him. Now let's assume they both get the same market return rate of 10%. When they both turn 65, clearly Alex is gonna have more money. I mean, he was investing longer, right? No. See, Alex has 1.5 million at 65, and John, who again, didn't put a dollar after his 30th birthday, just invested in his 20s and just let it ride, has $2.7 million, which is almost double what Alex has. How the hell is that possible? Compound interest. Because John got in a decade earlier than Alex, he had the upper hand. And when you have time on your side with investing and compound interest, it's literally magical what happens. For Alex to catch up, you'd have to put significantly more money because of how much compounding occurred in John's 20s. You wanna be John in this example. So start investing as soon as you can. Number two, there's no such thing as good debt or bad debt. Debt's one of those things where so many different people have so many different opinions and it seems to be quite polarizing. I mean, a lot of folks are saying, no debt under any circumstance, you know, the Dave Ramsey types. And then you've got people mortgaging to the teats and they just have so much debt and they just basically justify it by saying that they're making a ton of money and it's a tool to making money, which it definitely can be. Leverage is a very good thing. It can definitely be taken too far to that extreme. And you just have these polarizing, confusing examples that are out there. One thing that I have learned from a lot of these books is that there isn't really a, any such thing as good debt or bad debt. Debt is just borrowing money. There's no morality to debt at all. Now, you can have good or strong reasons to borrow money, and you can have very poor reasons to borrow money. There's no morality involved with this. It's just about, are you making a good decision? Are you borrowing money to make money in a productive way, in a predictable way? Or are you borrowing money to fuel your life in a very superficial and artificial way? Is it kind of more consumer debt and you're getting lost in the sauce? That is not a very good reason to borrow money. People say student debt is, is a good form of debt or real estate debt is a good form of debt. Not necessarily. Are you going to get a good return on your investment with that debt? Be very aware of that when you are borrowing money or have to borrow money. What's the reasoning behind you having to borrow money and do you have a plan against that? If you guys are enjoying this video, be sure to hit the like button if you haven't already. Lesson three, anybody can get rich. This is going to be sort of controversial. Some people might disagree with me and they might think that this is kind of 
woo-woo, but hear my thoughts. Let me know if you disagree below. A lot of these books really empower you and make you feel like you can become rich someday. And I'm gonna go ahead and agree with most of that sentiment. I mean, yes, there are some nuances where some people are very underprivileged and they have pretty much the entire world against them. I totally understand that. But there are practical things that you can do with your money that can empower you to get to where you want to be. I mean, pretty much anybody can start investing today. There are tons and tons of apps everywhere where you can just open with zero dollars. Like the barriers have been torn down. Like there's no excuse to not invest. And I totally empathize with a lot of people who are struggling, who don't have money to give or don't think that they can get out of where they are. I totally understand that. But like these books lay out the blueprint. If you just follow the principles that they are outlining in this book, you will do better. You will get out of debt. There's a ton of brilliant people who are broke as Blur that out because I just <laughs> And there are a lot of people who aren't really the smartest, but they're really wealthy because they worked their tail off and they just read a ton of books. They learned the blueprint, they executed, they won. That is pretty much the essence of what all these books say. Anybody can. I really believe that or else I wouldn't be making YouTube videos for everybody to watch. Really quickly, guys, just wanted to thank the sponsor of this video, which is Neo Financial. They have the Neo card, which is one of the best up and coming credit cards in Canada. I am a really, really big fan. You get a ton of rewards and perks and cash back, and it really is competitive with some of the best credit cards in the entire country. If you want to check out the credit card that I use the most now, be sure to head to the link below. Lesson four, personal finance is so much more than the numbers. This is sort of a nuanced take that has been a part of the newer school of thought with respect to personal finance and has really appeared in more of the newer books that I've read. But personal finance has been really just like a numbers thing. How do you optimize for the numbers? How do you get rich as fast as possible? And the emotional factors really weren't taken into place here. And one of the best examples that I have of this is paying off your mortgage early. It's a very controversial topic. Some people think that having a paid off house is stupid and you have a ton of equity just trapped in there, not earning a return. It doesn't make any sense to have a paid off house. Why don't you, you know, mortgage out your house, invest it, get another rental property that's earning you income. You are stupid if you don't do that. And then you have the other school of thought with a paid off home where they're basically saying, peace of mind, psychological. I have a family and I, I just don't wanna to have to worry about that. It's been my lifelong dream. You're starting to see more of that emerge and the real truth is, there isn't a right answer. Personally, I'd be okay with having a mortgage and putting my money to work, but that's me. That's not you, or it might be you, or it might not be, and that's okay, because sometimes it's more than the numbers. Are you executing against what makes you happy? Are you staying up at night worrying about this and that and the other? You have to take that into account. And again, some of the newer books have really talked about that and opening that up and saying that, hey, like, yes, this might not make mathematical sense and you might be quote unquote, you know, leaving money on the table, opportunity cost, but like, we can't just optimize for numbers all the time. I've really started to see that come up in some of the newer school of thought and I really align with that and that's what I talk about a lot in this content. If you guys do wanna check out some of the videos that I've talked about this concept, there's two videos here that, that kind of talk about this a little bit. So you can click this one, and click this one and yeah, let's get on to the last and final and the most important lesson that I've taken from these books. Spend less than you earn and invest the difference. I mean, you probably saw that coming. That's like the most important rule in personal finance is spend less than you make and invest the difference. That is the core of every real financial book. If you look at any book, that sort of overarching theme of spend less than you earn and invest the difference is the equation to win with your money. I don't really need to explain too much about this because it's it's fairly straightforward, but let me add some nuance around it. Basically, there's subjective sort of elements to it, right? It's not necessarily just 
there's a certain number that you need to be investing. A lot of times, guys, like most people spend more than they earn. Maybe you get from a place of like spending more than you earn to like spending what you earn. Okay, so we're reducing that debt load. And then we start to carve out a little bit of budget to start investing and putting away. So it's a sort of scale like where we can't jump to like a 30, 40, 50, 80% savings rate because a lot of times there's an income barrier to that and it takes time to build up those income streams. So for the time being, we wanna make baby steps. Now, how you can go about making those baby steps and how do you actually go about, like if you have no idea, you can check out this video here to get going with that. But guys, that is the five biggest, most important lessons that I've learned from all these friggin' books that I've read. I mean, I've also taken in a ton of content as well and in other areas, but I mean like those have been the most profound in my life. So I really hope that you appreciated that and, and you took away something from that or at least something that I said. If you enjoyed this video, please smash the like button, smash, smash, smash the like button, subscribe. I love you so much. I love your faces as Philly D says, and I will see you in the next video. But for now, I'm out this mother peace.